0: Who can cheer the heart like Jesus?
1: It's good to be with you here and uh, appreciate very much uh, the suggestion that was made that uh, we share the meeting tonight <clears throat> appreciate Dan's ministry and uh, finishing a little bit early to allow me a few minutes it's called Makunyana little time uh, to be with you here uh, this evening uh, so we're thankful to be with you and as as, as Ian has said we've been here on different occasions, myself, my family, uh, through, through Zoom, etc. But it's an opportunity here uh, this evening. Uh, my mother passed away at the end of October and my father passed away last year in April. Uh, we were unable to come across for the, for the funeral and even this time we were wondering if I or we would manage it in time. Uh, but we are thankful to those who have enabled us not only to, to come for the funeral, but also for the fact that we can be with you for some extra days, about a month, five weeks, and to, and to move around. Thus, uh, we're here on this little long weekend here in uh, this corner of Scotland. And so we're thankful uh, for that and for all your prayers for us as we seek to uh, continue on. Now, just to turn to the Scriptures, Matthew in Chapter 28, Matthew chapter 28, this verse will of course uh, be familiar to you. We read two verses here, Matthew 28, verse 19, then verse 20, And go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. Amen. Trust God will bless this verse and a few others that we'll read in due course. Here we see the instruction of the Lord to his disciples just as he was about to ascend up into heaven. He had been with them of course these three years and they'd been through and seen all the experiences of the cross and his burial and his resurrection and post-resurrection appearances. And now he's about to leave them. He gives them this great work to do. And he says you are to go. It was his expectation uh, to seek to convey the gospel message. Now of course they lived in a, in a time when perhaps the literal go was more irrelevant in that sense of a physical go. Uh, today we have ways and means of spreading the gospel which we can do by even sitting at home. But that doesn't exempt us from Go in with the gospel physically. Go ye therefore, and teach all nations, and elsewhere we can see it's to preach, to preach, and to declare the good news of the gospel, baptizing them in the name of the Father. So they were to go and to preach and to baptize, verse 20, and they were to teach them to observe all things, and they were assured of his presence with them, Uh, teaching them to remember the Lord, teaching them all sorts of things about how to, gather as an assembly and so that is of encouragement to us even in our own way our own sphere uh, to seek to do what we can to spread uh, the gospel but then another aspect is the fact of sowing the seed and my thoughts went to luke and chapter 8 and again we are familiar with the verses where it says in verse 5 luke 8 verse 5 a sower went out to sow his seed And as he sowed, some fell by the wayside, and it was trodden down, and all the fowls of the air devoured it up. Some fell upon a rock, and as soon as it was sprung up, it withered away, because it lacked moisture. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up with it and choked it. And others fell on good ground, and sprang up and bare fruit an hundredfold. And when he had said these things, he cried, he that hath ears to hear, let him hear. And so we understand that this from verse 11, the sowing of the seed is the sowing of the word of God. The parable is this, the seed is the word of God. And the Lord gives the explanation there. But perhaps as you consider uh, your situation here in Holborn or perhaps in Aberdeen or Scotland generally, you can see some parallels in the effort of sowing the seed and the results, you can see perhaps sometimes There is the seed is sown, and there's no result elsewhere. Uh, The seed is sown, there can be some result, but then it's choked, withered away, and so on. But there, lastly, there is that which falls on the good ground. And how thrilled we are when we see one trusting in the Lord Jesus Christ. And we continue to be thrilled when that one goes on and goes on well, goes on well or even very well uh, for the Lord Jesus Christ, because. Uh, elsewhere it would talk about 30, 60, 100 fold, different types of, different uh, degrees of increase. And so it is with the work of the Lord, wherever it may be uh, there are different yields. Uh, Brother Dan was talking about the feeding of the 8 billion in this, in this world. And yes, food supply is, is a great concern. But we look up has done has been encouraging us. We look up, isn't it? We look up, uh, although we may not understand all things, we look up and we just simply believe we have this faith and hope in the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, uh, Brother Ian said I could give a report for 20 minutes, so I think that must start now. (laughs) Anyway, and I won't be long. Mm. So, just to remind you, Botswana is found there in the southern part of Africa, surrounded by South Africa, Namibia, Zimbabwe, and you've just got a bit of Angola and and Zambia on the top. And where we are in in, in Zambia, in in Botswana, uh, just south of that country where so much has been done for the Lord, we just have six countries with a population of 2.3 million. It's a hot country generally, it's in the Hottest part of the year now, although the temperatures are subdued because it's the rainy season. Uh, but there on the eastern side and one in the northwest are six little assemblies. And we thank God for the assembly, the first assembly at Soroe, then another assembly at Habaroni, and then Francistown, Salibi piqui Maun, and more recently about 20 years ago at Palapi. You'll remember Jim and Irene Leg, who they went out from Cowdenbeast out to uh, Botswana and there they labored for the Lord for, for many years and the work really in Botswana started there in, in Surowie. And it has grown and just over 30 years ago the assembly in Francistown came into being. Botswana has changed a lot in the 50 years or 55 years of independence because it, formerly it was Batswana land and then gained independence, and the local chiefs, they kept quiet about these shiny stones. You talked about the diamond in the middle of the gold ring. They kept quiet about something they found in the sediba, in the well, and the, the diamond. And uh, they soon after independence, they started to organize with companies and um, to exploit, uh, to, to prospect and to exploit and to sell these diamonds. And so Botswana has been fairly prosperous. And so if you were to travel to to Botswana and South Africa and Zambia, you'd see uh, the differences uh, between the countries. That doesn't mean that there's no poverty in in, in Botswana. If you were to go into Francistown and into the village of Tatisayden, where we live, just to the south of, of Francistown, you will see there are yards there and people are living a very, very simple, simple basic life, relying on their chickens and their few vegetables which they can grow and some of the older ones are relying on the tanda bala. you know what tanda bala is that's pension mm. and they rely on that just to buy some mealy meal and so on and, and so on and some are supported by others who have gone overseas or elsewhere uh, for employment some people in botswana are very very prosperous building big houses and doing very well for themselves but there are many who are struggling and the unemployment rate is running uh, fairly high i forget the percentage but it is of some concern. So Francistown was uh, a gold mine in town hundred something years ago, uh, but the prospectors went to Johannesburg earlier and to Kimberley for the diamonds and, and so on and Francistown grew slowly. But with a population these days of around 100 and maybe 80,000, 80, it's quite a busy uh, bustling place. We now are very famous for Spaghetti Junction, we have our own spaghetti, we call it Macaroni Junction in Francistown. The Chinese came and built this funny little flyover uh, uh, for us there and it's a measure of the advancement of, of Francistown. But there in Francistown is this little assembly and we must not forget the labors of Ian and Rebecca Reese, who were there for about 14 years and they preached the gospel and they saw some souls saved and one of those girls that was saved is sitting here tonight with my wife auntie, she came up through the Sunday School, Ian and Rebecca were a good help to her and also Sister Jane, you may know of Sister Jane Wood as was, we call her Jane Wood as was because she married in, in Botswana to a distant relative of aunties, uh, Jane Motulay Solelo and she had a, a car in those days which she called Jumbo Jet and she used to, <laughs> used to take auntie to the, the meetings, and uh, the Sunday School Meetings etc wasn't it and uh, go to conferences and so on and so on And and so the the, the assembly was smaller in those days. It uh, had quite a number of Zambian believers in fellowship. Some were were teachers, expatriate teachers, like that some had come other professions. Um, Some policemen and so on had come to to Botswana to help uh, to develop Botswana. But some in Botswana at that time, uh, 20, 30 years ago were were teachers and uh, Zambians. And so the assembly has changed a bit. Over the years, as these expatriates have left, I personally I miss miss them there because for their English contribution and so on, and their uh, general uh, contribution to the to the assembly. Uh, but as time has gone by, we have other local local brethren with more Setswana, mostly Setswana being used in the assembly uh, these days. When I first went there, I went there. I had an interest to to serve the Lord. And my thoughts, my pathway, I believe, were directed to, to Botswana. And then when when I got there, uh, auntie really was the icing on the cake. And it's just good to, uh, to have had her uh, with me over these years and to have a family and to do what we can there in the service of the Lord. Now, more recently, uh, we have faced in Botswana, COVID challenges. As you have faced COVID challenges here in the UK, we too, have had COVID uh, challenges and although COVID came to Botswana maybe six months after the UK uh, the lockdown came sooner because they were so scared of COVID they locked everywhere up and soldiers were patrolling the streets you couldn't leave the house and so on and so on and if you went for a walk they said go back home go back home there's no walking the dogs or anything in Botswana and they had a scheme whereby they were supplying uh, food to poor people and so on and so on. And you had to get a ticket in order to be able to go to the shop or to go to town there was a shop in town in, in the village where you could buy food that soon ran out of town Then the headmaster was told he could go to the chief's court and there he'd be allocating so many uh, tickets per day to allow people out of the village to go to town to buy food and of course everybody was masked up and so on i spent at the first part of 2020 i spent seven weeks at home i didn't go anywhere but My wife, auntie, she was able to sneak to Francistown and buy some food and keep us going like that. But it was difficult for, as an assembly, we couldn't meet. Then when we did begin to meet, we had to be all spread out in the hall. We've got a a large hall, a bit like this, maybe slightly bigger, and a a minor hall with doors which open up. Uh, We used to use that for the breaking of bread. So these uh, past two years, even now, I believe that they are meeting in the, in the large hall, and so that was to allow for, for space. But uh, during the period of, of COVID, we as an assembly, and they seemed to put me at the front uh, to, to assist with quite a few of these uh, responsibilities, we conducted five funerals, five funerals. The first was of a lady, an older lady who lived behind the hall, Marti she went to Habaroni for an operation and she became ill and passed away quickly. A new believer, Marty Boho, she was buried as from uh, Francis town. Then we had an older brother in the assembly, Mr. Munyajri. He also uh, contracted COVID and the ambulance took him to the government isolation clinic early one morning. And that was the last his wife saw of him. He passed away uh, some, some days, maybe a week or so later. They couldn't take him anything. Uh, really, they were very, very, very strict. Even the doctors were getting sick with COVID and the numbers of nurses and doctors were down. And nine out of 10 that went to that COVID uh, isolation clinic uh, passed away. And sadly, Mr. Manyagiwi was one of them. So within three days, they had to arrange the funeral for on the fourth day, the funeral had to take place. So we laid him to rest in Francistown. Mama kwaji there was a believer who had worked in Habaroni but came back to the Francistown area to retire. And she lived 60 kilometers outside of town. And she'd been isolating herself there. And sadly, uh, COVID came to her through a family member and she she passed away. And we remember going there during the week just to speak to the family. And then early, early in the morning, five o'clock, leaving there to get for six o'clock on this particular Saturday morning, I think it was, uh, to go there uh, to lay uh, this sister, Mama Kwaji, uh, to, to rest. She was an older sister, 60-someone. In town, uh, we conducted another funeral. Uh, that was of Mr. Umbulawa. He was uh, the, the husband of a sister in the assembly. He was not a believer as far as we know. Uh, but she called upon us to, to bury her husband. And that is what uh, we did. And he fairly broke his leg and some complications like this, Covid, although they lived just a few yards uh, from the gate of the hospital. Nyangabwe Hospital. Then, just some days later, the, 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 his dear wife, Nam Mbalawa, who was in the Assembly Fellowship, was diagnosed with COVID. In fact, uh, even at the funeral we were concerned uh, for her, um, and uh, she, she passed away, so we conducted her her funeral just uh, a few days. Within about two weeks, uh, we, we, we laid her uh, to rest in the cemetery of Gerald Estates in Francistown. So these deaths they, I think, they discouraged the believers and scared the believers. Other assemblies didn't lose so, so many uh, believers, one at Soroe, I think, uh, and so on. Uh, but yes, there was a certain sort of fear and wondering what was going to happen. There came a time, um, I forget the month, but within a couple of days, uh, my optician passed away, Dr. Mohammadi. He, he, he passed away at my sort of age, a friend. And then there was a teacher from the children's school. Uh, passed, passed away, she was mid-thirties. And then there was a councillor who stayed in the next street, but one to us, local councillor, an older man. Our neighbour, uh, I say our neighbour, he'd been living there for many years, uh, about nine years with us, but he'd just moved to town a year or so previously. Uh, he got a bus company and he contracted COVID and passed away. There was a friend of, of ours, particularly of auntie's, uh, Ma Mantelele, she was in Assembly Fellowship in Francistown some years ago and she somehow uh, contracted Covid and passed passed away. So there was about five, five funerals we held, five friends who died just in uh, a period of two days and we were very, very scared, just wondering what was going to take place. But yet, as soon as we had opportunity, uh, we continued with the meetings, we had masks, uh, we were not forbidden from singing, etc. We were able to, to sing, etc. And we took precautionary measures relative to the breaking of bread uh, and so on. And we just, we just continued, continued on. Uh, conferences were not possible, but slowly, slowly different conferences started, uh, just short conferences, and so we proceeded like that. Sunday schools were cancelled. Everything was cancelled. All outreach, really, uh, was very, very difficult for us at uh, Francistown. But since May this year, uh, we've been encouraged by the resumption of Sunday School in Francistown. We have the one at the hall, and we have one in our yard, and there are others in Francistown by other believers. And just before we came a few weeks ago, we were able to conduct all the prize givings. And we appreciate very much those who send through Ballymena items for use in the prize giving work. Now, from that little work, we've seen some saved over the years, I've mentioned them before. Matteo is in Habaroni university there, in Assembly Fellowship. He's just from our village, just a neighbour to us. Likewise, Tapela, a young man, he's in Francistown studying there. Please pray for these young men, uh, that they might continue on uh, for the Lord. And as you would know, university phase is a difficult phase uh, for young people with all the temptations. Uh, just upon my return to Botswana in uh, October, or I returned just the end of September, following a visit to my mother, um, Tabang, another boy of 16, 16 years of age, uh, from Tati Saiden, had been coming to our Sunday school in Tati Saiden. He, he uh, was received into fellowship at Francistown. So we've seen a little bit of encouragement over the years, and that's what we try to do, is to take those who are more interested in serious uh, to Francistown some have made profession of faith, and we take them there and seek to, to expose them to more of the Gospel message and the, the Word of God and so on, and we've seen some fruit. There were some girls who were coming amongst us, but sadly, uh, they have gone away from us. Uh, more recently is a girl called Situnya. She was coming, she'd made a profession some years ago, keen to be baptized and received into fellowship, but somehow uh, she maybe has been attracted by uh, a certain church and so perhaps we have lost her. But a younger sister, who's just turned 10, uh, made a profession of faith in September, August uh, this year, and is quite bright. So we just hope uh, that she will continue on. As far as the prison work, immigration center work is concerned, it's very difficult at the moment to gain regular access. We've been able to take some correspondence lessons to the Center for Illegal Immigrants, Uh, But the prison itself is proving very, very tricky. Uh, In the meantime, in the past years, both of the chaplains have qualified and got their own theology qualifications and so on and so on. And the landscape really in Botswana is changing because there are so many of these churches and pastors and so many uh, promising, uh, wonderful things, which sadly do not come to pass. And so there is a movement amongst the people, it seems, sadly sunday school numbers are down and numbers in the gospel meetings have slowly slowly gone down and people are attracted to these false prosperity uh, churches within the assembly itself we've lost some younger brethren in the past few years uh, which is uh, impacted on the assembly and we have the challenge of some of the faithful believers of the assembly reaching retirement age and and so on and so on uh, so we face that uh, challenge but post-covid uh, believers are seeking to continue on. The assembly is seeking to reach out, uh, doing more and more tracting, so it's seeking to, uh, to to help that. I was going around the schools now from about 2010, the primary schools, conducting assembly, but really from about 2018 that became increasingly difficult for us, then Covid came, uh, but we give thanks for those opportunities to, to go into the schools uh, to teach the Word of God. And we trust that next year, uh, that opportunity will come to us again in some shape or form. Not just to go into the school, just to encourage the children, to teach them discipline and manners and all these things that some would expect, and to teach them, encourage them to get good results, uh, but just to concentrate mainly on the on the Word of God. Recently we had a, a sad a situation. There was one young lady, a nurse, who was attending a few of the Gospel meetings in a Bible class on a Sunday afternoon, and she was on a Sunday morning, making preparations to go, not to the Gospel meeting, but to her own church. She was sort of balancing between two somehow. And while she was preparing for the meeting with her boys, uh, somehow, somehow, the gas stove exploded, and she was burned, 23% burns. And uh, she was taken uh, to the hospital, and sadly, uh, she passed away. And so there was a memorial service, and then a funeral in Zimbabwe. Uh, we didn't go to the funeral, but we attended a memorial service in town uh, just before we came here to, to the U- UK. Her name was was Caroline. And so we see, even through that, uh, how unexpected, uh, what unexpected things can come across our path. Uh, she was showing some interest, and we are sad that uh, this one uh, she passed away. The boys, one of the boys was, was, was burnt and was remaining in hospital and the other one was, was, was not uh, too, too bad. But nevertheless, <clears throat> they've, they've lost uh, their mother. I continue to help the assembly with practicalities where I can and uh, that occupies some of my time. But remember please in your prayers we conclude, uh, there's a sister in Shushun called Mavis and she's got a good work going on there with the, with the children and the young people and so on remember her in your prayers, Sorori, uh, there are the, there's Brother Sabs, he was in the area uh, recently, and he is continuing on with that work which Jim and Irene Leg were much involved with, and he's seeking to continue with that literature work with the help of others, and also he's got a tent, he's got Colin's tent and my trailer, and he's been to some villages uh, preaching the gospel, and we've seen good numbers coming in, and 10, 15 adults coming in and some children conducting some Sunday schools and so on. So we do trust that God will bless his labors. Please remember too in your prayers, uh, our family in the in, in Botswana, Auntie's father is about 81 years of age and he's blind from glaucoma and he's afraid to walk around much and has become weak and just on his hunches and so on. And he's there. Uh, He's lived his life, but he's never made a profession of faith. He seems to be softer, more open, and talk about the things of God these days, but really he's never clearly expressed personal faith in God, but he's just hoping that God will take him to heaven and so on and so on. We try to share the little word with him, uh, but we just pray uh, for him. Likewise, uh, Auntie's mother, she made a profession of faith years ago. She's been part of the SDA, the Seventh Day Adventist Church and we just wish that her, her, her professional faith was uh, much, much clearer. There are other family members who have made professional faith and left the pathway sadly, but also remember in your prayers, uh, the girl we brought up, in she's uh, just married earlier this year, and her husband is from a Baptist background, but he's now in Assembly uh, Fellowship. Remember them and the employment challenges uh, they face. Uh, they may go on, uh, uh, well, uh, together in the Lord, in Assembly Fellowship, because their employment has taken them apart. So that's what I mean, may they, may they, may they uh, come back uh, together uh, and um, because these long distance relationships are not really very, very healthy. Another thing I'm involved with is a little fund over there called the Lord's Work Fund. And this is a channel through which funds can be transferred uh, to local believers who are involved in the work of God who have particular need from within Botswana from elsewhere, and so I'm I'm not a trustee. I'm sort of one of the team that ministers this, this this fund, helping with the accounts and so on. And uh, we just look to the Lord as we continue on. Also to mention, as I conclude, uh, Dan and Stella, uh, Dan and Stella Nguruka who uh, were commended from from Maun from from uh, Soronga in. In Zambia to, to Botswana and have spent many years in in own in and, and so they are not well at this time both have cancer of different forms and um, cancer uh, treatments in the government hospitals is not really generally available but it is available privately which is ex- expensive and so brother Dan has been going to Zambia uh, meanwhile Stella has been receiving treatment within Botswana and they've been receiving some, some assistance for this expensive uh, treatment and they're just getting enough help stage by stage to be able to do the various treatments uh, required and we just trust and pray uh, for, for a good outcome uh, for them. So their need is quite particular and acute at this time. So yes, the assembly work in Botswana is going on. I haven't had time to speak about other assemblies. In Francistown, we're seeking to continue on to do what we can. We have seen some discouragements and reduction in numbers of recent times, uh, but we're just looking to the Lord. We'll be able to continue on and see some fresh ones added in uh, to the assembly as time goes by. And we will always appreciate those who can come and visit us. Ian, as he says, has been twice, with his dear wife, uh, over to uh, to Botswana, Dan, I'm not quite sure how many times. Uh, sometimes. Uh, come into Francistown Town and so on, and we always appreciate those who come amongst us and speak at the conferences and visit pass by, and so on. It's always uh, an encouragement to us. So again, thank you very much for your for your prayers, and uh, again for the opportunity just to to share with you. I hope I haven't gone too far over time. It's okay. Thank you very much. <clears throat>
2: Well, thanks to John for that. Um, just to take the opportunity and uh, enjoy listening to that. Um, John was talking about the singing in Botswana. We think we're pretty good at singing here, but I have to tell you, you go to Botswana and you'll hear singing. Um, a different kind of league altogether. So, but uh, nice to hear from them and. Uh, I know we keep them in our prayers here uh, in the assembly and I'm sure others do uh, from other assemblies around as well. So we'll just take uh, time to sing a couple of verses of 215 while there's a cup of tea uh, prepared. So while the tea's being kind of made ready, we'll sing a couple of verses of 215 and then I'll give thanks for the Refreshments. so I once was a stranger to grace unto God, I knew my, not my danger, I felt not my Lord, though friends spoke in rapture of Christ on the tree. Jehovah said, "Can you was nothing to me We'll sing verses 1 four and five of 2:15 and again standing to sing if fable. Father, we bow to thank Thee for Thy goodness to us and for the time that we've been able to spend together this evening. We thank Thee for the encouraging word of ministry from our brother Dan. We thank Thee for the hope that is in us and for the prospect that is improving as days go by. We thank Thee for the prospect of meeting the Saviour and of being together with Him. We remember his words, I will that they whom thou hast given me might be with me where I am, that they may behold my glory. We thank thee for reminders of the work in Botswana and we pray for our brother John and Dante and the family that thou wilt bless them for the rest of their time here in the UK and take them home safely and we pray for thy work in the land of Botswana. We thank thee for the opportunity of fellowship together and for the provision of this refreshment. And we ask for thy blessing in the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen.